This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now here's your host, Tom Singer. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Making Waves at Sea Level. Hey, my name is Tom Singer, and I have been hosting this show for seven years, and now I think this is episode number 706, so we've been doing this for a long time, and today we are going to talk sales. I have with me Larry Long Jr. Now, Larry is a high-energy motivational speaker. When this guy talks, everybody in your audience had better fasten their seatbelt because they're going to get blown away with information and energy. What he does is he talks and he coaches to people so that they can be better than they've ever been before. He has a long background in sales and a year ago in 2021, in March, in the middle, in the middle of a global pandemic, he walked away from a successful sales career and said, I want to be a professional speaker. And a year later, he is on fire speaking to companies all over the country about things around sales, social selling, having the right attitude and energy. So Larry Long Jr., welcome Welcome to Making Waves at Sea Level. Ooh, happy to be here. Oh my, you're making me blush with that intro right there, Tom. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy to be here. Well, I am happy to have you here. And before we get started, I have to thank one of the sponsors of this episode. So this episode, like all of them, is brought to you by Stanton Chase International, one of the leading global executive search firms serving as trusted advisors to help companies build their senior leadership teams. And if you listen regularly, you know that I work with Stanton Chase. It is the best company I think I've ever worked for. And they do a great job of helping companies find those CFOs, CEOs, senior VPs, etc., to make sure that their company is growing. So if your company has a role to fill and you think, yep, now is the time for executive search, reach out to me and I will put you in touch with the best people on the planet who can make sure that your, your industry is covered and you're finding the right person to make sure your company thrives. And you can find out more at stantonchase.com. All right. So Larry Long Jr. is somebody who I met through the National Speakers Association. If you're a regular listener, you know I'm super involved in that. That is my trade association for the industry where I've spent the last 12 years. And I've actually interviewed him before because I am the host of NSA's Speakernomics podcast. And last year at the Influence 2021 conference in Las Vegas, uh, I was I brought my little portable podcasting studio with me like I do to a lot of events where I speak and I interviewed Larry about what it was like to be a brand new I mean he was four months at it brand new speaker and so I've actually chatted with him before we've become friends and I thought you know what it's time he's on making waves at sea level so Larry give us a little bit of your background in sales what types of companies did you work for how successful were you who, who was Larry the sales guy 
Yeah, so Larry, the sales guy, I started off making 150 cold calls a day, selling software to accountants, to CPA offices. And I think we all know CPAs get paid based on time. So for me calling them, they're like, who do I send the invoice to? I'm like, well, you see what happened was I've got software that can help you. Survey says, that's the biggest slump I've ever had in my life. I think I got one demo scheduled out of 780 plus calls. But what I learned, Tom, is that you got to tell your story. So I've sold to CPAs. I've sold to medical practices. I've sold to technical product managers. I've sold to anybody and everybody, athletic teams. But I absolutely love what I'm doing now, selling the software sales organizations, helping them to really up-level the game. Well, and that is true because so many of these software and, and technology companies out there, they hire the best and the brightest. They ha- they hire these people with business degrees and other degrees out of schools like Harvard, Yale, Carnegie Mellon, Dartmouth, etc. And a lot of these people, they are smart. The brain power, it's, e- it's oozing out of them. However, they don't necessarily know what it means to sell and they don't know how to come to it with the right attitude and the right energy. So what do you see when you're when you're working with software companies and other tech companies and their sales teams? What are you seeing out there? Yeah, what I'm seeing and you talked about it. You talked about the energy. So yes, they have all the brain power in the world, which is great. I'm not going to discount that, but I'm a big believer that sales is about relationships. I heard a sales guru tell me, Larry, in my 30 years of selling, the difference between contacts, people you know, and contracts, people you do business with, is the letter R. And that's relationships. We all know it's not what you know. Some people say it's who you know. I say no, it's who knows you and who trusts you and who believes in you because... People can smell BS from a mile away, Tom. They can tell whether you're being authentic or they can tell whether you have ah, commission breath. And if you've got commission breath, I think sweet Georgia Brown said it best. Ain't nobody got time for that. They're going to move on to the next vendor. So you've got to really show people that you care. My wife says, I I hear you tell me that you love me, but you got to show me you love me. Go ahead and take the take the trash out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Larry, a lot of these young salespeople and I talk to a lot of companies who have these young super brain power people. They grew up on this whole world of likes, links, shares and follows. And for many of them who are young in their career, the last two plus years, they were they were just stuck at home, you know, using direct message, using other types of social media, using uh, email blasts to contact people. So before we got started, you, you use the term social selling. Now, that's thrown around a lot and it means a lot of different things, in my opinion, to different people. So when you talk about social selling, what are you talking about? Number one, I'm talking about LinkedIn. It's the biggest B2B uh, sandbox that's out there. But we all know that, that, that B2B really stands for belly to belly. It really is P2P. We're all selling people to people. So when you think about social selling, the word gives it away. Social, that can be on a social media platform like LinkedIn, or it could be in person at a bar where you're giving someone dap, you're giving them a, a, a bro hug. But essentially, it's about being social. It's about establishing those relationships. But ultimately, for me, social selling, LinkedIn, especially over these past two and a half years, has been my jam. If you're not killing it on LinkedIn, ooh, you're leaving some meat on the bone. And I don't know if you know it. If you leave me 
feet on the bone, I'll be there to scoop it up. <laughs> so it's interesting because a lot of people think of social selling really as taking the people side out of it. And it's really sort of building this online influencer like, you know, uh, mentality with their likes, their links, their shares, their follows, the posts that they make. And yet you had said earlier that the difference between, you know, your contacts and your contracts is the relationship. So when you talk about social selling, you're talking about using these tools. And in the case of, of what you're talking about, LinkedIn, you're talking about using these tools to either grow or enhance relationships. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, for, for your users out there that are old school like me, you right, might remember the Rolodex. Well, essentially, we're still building our digital Rolodex because it's all about those relationships. It's all about you serving others, making deposits. And when I think about deposits, it's really what value, what tangible value are you adding to people's lives? Are you helping them overcome? And this is my definition of sales. I don't know how you define sales, Tom, but for me, sales, number one, it's a transfer of energy. And you don't have to have off the wall energy like me, kind of like the philosopher, J.J. Walker, dynamite. But you better have some sort of juice, some sort of gumption, some sort of belief that you can solve pains. The second part is playing matchmaker. You're, you're, you're matching your product, your service, your thoughts, your ideas with someone else's needs, their wants, their desires, their challenges, their hopes, dreams, and aspirations. Well, how do you understand those if you can't ask the questions? If you can't build the trust where folks are going to share with you, here goes my 2022 plan. I like to ask, what are you going to do in 2022? If they don't trust me, they're going to say, eh, we're looking to grow. If they trust me, they're going to get into their growth strategy. They're going to identify some of the barriers that they're facing now and that they expect to face. Now I'm able to figure out, can I make a match or do I know someone else that can actually match up to help them? That's what sales is all about from my perspective. So I love that. What you're going to do in 2022 as we get into next year, what's the motto going to be? Ooh, what rhymes with 2023? I got to go in the lab and cook that up and find out what rhymes with 2023. <laughs> I think, who are you going to be in 2023? <laughs> who are you, you going to be in 2023? There you go. That's the one. Hey, so I love the fact that you talk all about, you know, uh, uh, you know, getting out there, making things happen, but you keep bringing up the word energy. Do you think energy really matters? I mean, there's a lot of people who are successful in this world who don't have to put their energy out there. Do you think energy matters? 1,000%. I think it matters so much, Tom. I wrote a book about it. My book that's coming out in a few months is called Joke. We're zapping people into intentionality so they can rediscover and believe in their inner greatness. And belief, that's half the battle right there. I, I played baseball, and I can tell you, you came up the bat in baseball and you didn't have that inner belief, you didn't have that energy inside of you, chances are you might get lucky every once in a while, but you're probably going to strike out a whole lot. I've been there before. In sales, it's the same thing. If you talk in a monotone, kind of like Shaquille O'Neal, who I love, people are going to be bored. They're going to say, oh, does this person even like what they're doing? Do they really believe they can solve my pains? Now, I'm not saying you have to be over the top. But you've got to have some sort of energy. You've got to have some sort of momentum, something that you can transfer to the other folks or else they're just going to be skeptical and say, eh, 
I don't really believe him. I, I hear what he's saying, but he doesn't even sound like he believes it. I don't believe it. I'm on to the next one. That's just been my experience. So you say you don't have to be over the top, but anybody who's been listening to this podcast for the last 11 minutes, they are pretty sure that Larry Long Jr. is over the top. Where, where does your energy come from? Yeah, it's, it's authentic. I was born this way. I mean, shoot, y'all haven't met Larry Long III, my 12-year-old son, but my mom laughs and says, this is payback for all the pain and suffering you caused us. My belief, Tom, is every day that I wake up is a blessing and I'm going to make the most of it. And for me, making the most of it is how many people can I help? There, there's a quote that I love. Martin, Martin Luther King Jr. says, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing to help someone else out? If I could answer that at the end of every day, woo, you better believe I'm going to be on fire. Because if I can serve someone else, if I can help someone else believe in themselves, elevate, get closer to a goal, that's all we can. That's all I can ask for. I can't speak for anyone else, but that gets me jazzed. My my beautiful wife, my two kids, woo, my father's legacy. I lost my dad six years ago. That's what drives me. That's what... That's what sparks me and fuels me each and every day to really control the controllables. I can control my actions, my attitude, my emotions, and how I treat others. That's a choice. Outside of that, I can't control anything else. So, Larry, I love that we've talked a lot about energy and we've talked a lot about relationships. In fact, my keynote that I that I do and the new book that I'm working on, it won't be out for a while. It won't be out in a couple months. It'll be probably about 18 months, but it's called Uncommon Connections. And then the subtitle of it is uh, Strategic Community and Collaboration. And we talk about this idea of community and collaboration a lot in the work that I do. And I think it's really important. And you're talking just now about helping people along the way, finding ways to serve other people. But here's the thing, Larry. So many people give lip service to that. They say, oh, yeah, I'm a giver. Uh, I'm a go I'm a go giver. I do all these things. I read Bob Berg's book. I want to do this and that and the other thing. And then when you really watch them in action, they're sort of a kind of helper. But really, they're going, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And then they they do some little thing over here and they promote fancy people just because they think the fancy people will notice them if they talk them up. And they don't really reach out to sort of the newcomers or the up and comers or people who you know, in, in ancillary industries who can't really serve them. They just want to help people they can get something back from. Why do you think that is? And, and what's your advice? That's the easy route. There's a lot of people have stepping and, and that's, I wouldn't say that's human nature, but that's certainly, we, we just heard from Rory Baden. That's taking the stairs. That's taking the escalator, the easy route, the tough route. And here goes something for your listeners. I call it the hashtag three minute challenge every day because we're all busy Take three minutes, go to your Rolodex, or for, if you're a millennial, go into the contacts in your cell phone, find one person that you haven't been in contact with three months, three quarters, three years, and think of what can you do to surprise and delight them? What can you do to bring a smile to their face that will just make them feel loved, cared, thought about? And then do that. It only takes three minutes. If you do that every single weekday, you're going you're gonna to change people's lives. Now, that's an action that you can take. But to answer your question, there's a lot of folks that are faking the funk. They, they talk a good game, but essentially the question is, show me what you're working with. When was the last time that you invited newcomers to go to dinner? 
Yes, you did, Tom. That's we met on Clubhouse. You invited me and my wife to dinner in Las Vegas. That's I, I co-authored a book. The chapter was called "The Little Things Are Really the Big Things." That quote unquote little thing you did, you don't know how big that was in my life, in my wife's life, in my business. It meant so much, more than you'll ever know, more than words can even express. And now it's my responsibility to take that baton and for me to pass it on now that I'm a veteran. I'm a one-year veteran. (laughs) So I love this idea about you were saying find three people that you can surprise and delight in some way who maybe you've lost touch with. And I think about the listeners of this show who manage teams. They're, They're the CMO or they're the CEO or they're the director of sales. You know, how many people on your team have delighted and surprised somebody today. Maybe somebody that they're still in touch with, or like you said, people you've maybe lost touch with. So how do we go about surprising and delighting people? I love this idea, but again, I don't see a lot of people doing it. I see a lot of people putting lip service on it. I know you do it because I see you online. You're always talking up the people you know that you know, that you've met, that you knew years ago, that, that opened up doors for you. Thank you for that compliment about inviting you to dinner. But I will tell you, you and your wife made that dinner delightful. What did we have? 10 people at dinner. Um, I did, This is something just for the listeners. I've talked about this in some other places. I did a video on it on my YouTube channel. When I go to a conference, there's always a night or two that's dinner on your own. And so often people get really clicky. They just want, they just want their favorite people and they're like, oh, that person annoys me. I don't want them. Or, oh, we don't know those people. So we better just get like a private room somewhere. Let's get a suite and just have our click go to the suite. And over the years, sometimes I was part of the click. I was like invited in. But sometimes there were people who'd be like, oh no, let's not tell her the room number of the suite. And it just grossed me out when people were like so exclusionary. So I changed, I changed the parameter. And now when I dinner on your own night at a conference, I make a reservation usually three weeks in advance so that I can get a reservation for eight or 10 people at a restaurant in the hotel or near the hotel. And then I invite a couple of people I know, you know, you don't, I don't want to exclude my, my own click, but then I leave it open for people who are first timers or people I've never heard of before. And that's how, how you and your wife ended up at dinner. I think it's the greatest thing ever, but it, it takes a little bit of risk because you could end up next to a dud at dinner. But so what? Duds are cool, too. You could end up with a gem. And I got to tell you this. Sales, life, success is a team sport. Uh, very rarely. There, there's, there's a few, but very rarely do successful people do it all alone. So I encourage folks to be proactive, be intentional about fostering new relationships that you just talked about in addition to growing existing relationships with the hashtag three minute challenge. I've got another one for you. This is the journey line. And my journey line started in 1978. I'm dating myself, but along my journey, there's been some peaks and there's been some valleys, both personally and professionally for all the leaders out there, for all the CMOs, CROs, CEOs, I encourage you to share your journey line with your people and then encourage them to share their journey line. What have been the top six personal peaks that you've had? What have been the lowest six valleys that you've had? What did you learn from it? And how do you apply those learnings going forward? I can tell you when you think about it, and I got this from Sam McKenna. She's a sales trainer out of DC. She says, show me that you know me. When you understand someone's journey, 
you really start to understand why they are the way that they are. I know a part of your journey, Tom, I know that you're doing comedy now, and that's had an impact on the funniness of your keynote. And I've seen you in action. You're a funny dude. But if I didn't have that context, I would have had no idea that that's where you got your funniness from. <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, thank you. I love the fact that you talk about share your peaks, right? Your six, you know, I might say three, it's easier to share in a quicker number, but also share those valleys. So many leaders get out there and just share their peaks. Oh my God, I was salesperson of the year, my second year in this company. I won, you know, president's trip every single year. And last year I was promoted to sales director and I drive a Lexus. Aren't I freaking amazing? And they never talk about those valleys that happened in their career or their personal life. And then to, to repeat that, salespeople do the same thing. They go in to meet with a client and it's just, look at how great I am. Look at how great my company is. And whereas I think if you lead with the fact that you're human, there's some things, you know, your competitors are good. There's this and that. I think people relate more to people who they feel like, oh, wow, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm connected to them because I've stumbled along the way as well. So let's talk a little bit about that. When you're training sales teams and you talk about sharing the peaks and valleys, do you ever get pushback where people are like, no, no, peaks only? Of course, of course. And I share with them, hey, you got to do what you're comfortable with, but authenticity goes so far because folks want to know. And I learned this from the former CEO of Intuit, Brad Smith. I think he's now at Marshall University as their president, one of the most amazing leaders. Uh, but he just shared a story where his father was running for office and his father didn't say everything perfectly. And his dad said, people don't want their leaders to be perfect. They want to know their leaders are human, just like them, them, and that they know that their leaders care. So same thing with your prospects, same thing with your team members. They want to know that you care about them. And what better way to show that you care than to admit that you're not perfect. Admit that, hey, I've had some bad things happen. Here goes how I dealt with it. Here goes how I bounced back. You never know when you're going to help someone else out because we all go through challenges. We all go through twists and turns, ups and downs, highs and lows. That's, that's this game, this four-letter game we call life, but it's how we respond to it. And when we're able to learn from other people, and then when we're able to share with other people, that's one of the best gifts that you can give someone is your story, especially those times when it's gone down. There's a chapter in my book called Strikeouts. They're a part of life. I've struck out so many times on the ball field as well as off the ball field, but that's where I learned. I learned so much from those. Sure, absolutely. All right, so Larry, we're about to wrap up this interview. The people listening, many of them, you know, maybe maybe they're 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 in a sales role, but a lot of them are executives and they either directly or indirectly have people on their team who are in sales. What do you wish that everybody in every company knew that would help them close more sales? Goodness, to help them close more sales. Ooh, for, for those that are leaders, I encourage you to get on the front lines uh, with your sales professionals to see how difficult it is cold calling, cold emailing, cold uh, outreach on social to really dig up your sleeves and get in there. One of the best things that you can do is have the entire company, your engineers, product managers, even your finance and accounting folks, go ahead and do a call blitz. You talk about showing everyone that we're in this together. Ooh, it's dynamite. Now, it sounds good. And I know there's some CEOs saying, yep, great idea. But the proof is in the pudding. 
Will you do it? I'm not even sponsored by Nike, but I think they say, just do it. Will you do it? That is the question. Sales is tough. One of my keynotes is sales is not a four-letter word. It'll make you say some four-letter words, but it's tough. So the more support you can provide to your team, the better chance they have at success. Has anybody ever pointed out that sales is actually a five-letter word, Larry? My mom did. She said, little Larry, sales isn't four letters. I said, oh, mom, you didn't get it. It's kind of like the Washington Post old tagline. If you don't get it, you don't get it. (laughs) All right. So if somebody's listening to that and they're like, all right, I got to bottle some of this energy that is Larry Long Jr., how do they find you? Oh, goodness. Larry Long Jr. Find me on LinkedIn. I got the smile for a mile. I'm the man with the gold mic. Or you can find me on my website, Larry Long Jr. That's JR.com. I would love to connect with you. There's anything I can do to help. Please don't hesitate to let me know. You know, there are so many people out there who say, oh, the age of the motivational speaker is dead. Nobody wants motivation. I'm going to tell you what I tell every client of mine who says, oh, we we don't want motivation. And I say, so you want something, you want the opposite of that, right? Give me the opposite of the word motivation. Larry, what words come to mind when I ask you, what is the opposite of motivation? Oh, neg- negative Nancy, negative Nellies. You, you got to have motivation. You got to have inspiration. Most importantly, though, you got to have transformation. That's that's when you really change lives and you change behaviors. And that's really what I try to pride myself on is motivating, yes, but transforming. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Well, when I say that, the only word anybody ever comes up with is demotivation, One meeting planner once told me uh, the opposite of motivation would be sucks the energy out of the room. And then she said, oh, my God, that's my last four speakers. She goes, I've intentionally not looked for motivation and I've ended up with blah. I think every single speaker out there has to be a motivational speaker, because if you're not working towards motivation and transformation and information, then you're just up there sounding like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. Wah. So you made a pick, might have picked up on it in the last 25 minutes. Larry Long Jr. not only brings content, but he brings the level of, of energy in that room through the roof. And like he said, energy is important. So go check out Larry Long Jr. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Making Waves at Sea Level. I say it every week. If it wasn't for the audience, puh. Why would we even do this show? And you know what? Larry had me so hyped up, I forgot to thank the other sponsor of this episode, which is Podfly Productions. If you want to start a podcast, you need to jump over to podfly.net slash cool things. Check out the discount that they give to the offers of this show. And I'll tell you what, never could have done this podcast for now 706 episodes if it wasn't for the great people at Podfly Productions. All right, go out there, flex your business muscles. Make sure that you are as riled up about your career as Larry Long Jr. is. And go out there and have some fun along the way. While you're out there doing all this business stuff, have some fun. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.